are. Three, four, five, six. Stand by your man. Give him the love. Oh. I have two arms to cling to. Something warm to come to. To come to. To come to. When I'm cold and lonely. Stand by your man. And show the world you love him. Keep giving the love you can. Well, hello, Mrs. Woke. Hello, Mrs. Berry. And hello to you. Dear listeners, Hello, dear listeners. Oh, I believe there might be some new, new listeners. Ones. Welcome to the Hot Flush, the perimenopausal podcast of the year, according <laughs> to us. Yes. The uh, podcast, the little podcast that did. Well, that, that is. That is doing. We are we are on a trajectory of um, world domination. <laughs> world domination. I know we've been talking about world domination for about four years now, but I do believe the time is right. Well, I think we have, I think our world domination has plan has just stratospherically taken off in the last week. Why? What's happened, Kim? We were on national radio together. ABC asked us to, well, asked me to come yes. on. <laughs> and I said, oh, to come on if I could bring my podcasting partner. And they said, no, it has to be a girl and a boy or a man and a woman. I said, I'm not standing by my man. I want me my woman there. Anyway, we pushed back and they let us on. And I strapped my chest down and, you know, <laughs> and stuck a few pubes, pubes to my face and, and we were good away. to go. And we had the most ridiculous dilemma. It was the modern dilemma. On Life Matters. Life Matters with Amanda. Um, so it's, it, I've put it up everywhere. If you haven't seen yes. it, you can go. And what minute, it was at about the 40 minute mark of the yes. show. So if you force fast forward the 40 minute mark from last Friday's. Yeah. So Radio National uh, actually put it up each, you know, put it up as a podcast. So the, the, the entire episode. So you can actually just, which is why we can't say good morning, Amanda. Yes. Wasn't that interesting? Because yes. they didn't know when they were going to listen to. Now. Uh, so that was very, that was really very exciting, exciting, wasn't it? It we, was very exciting. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit of a moment. So we're going to pat ourselves on the back for that one today. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot to cover off today. We do. Can I, I want to tell you why I chose that song. Okay. Because I've got a nice segue into that as well. Oh, good. Okay. So initially I was going to choose Tammy Winnett's D-I-V-O-R-C-E uh, because I read a story last week about a woman in America who her divorce was finalised and she wanted to get rid of her wedding dress. Yes. So she had a divorce party. Yes. And all of the friends were sort of saying, you know, just let's burn it or let's, you know. And she's like, no, I, I want something bigger. I need something better. Oh, God. So she bought, I think it was $200 worth of explosives. <laughs> she wrapped it she up. She sounds like my kind of gal. I know, right? She wrapped it up in the dress. She walked about a hundred yards away, which I think's like a kilometre. Yeah. I don't know. And she walked about a K away and then she shot it. Like she shot a gun at it. <laughs> and the bullet like hits the dynamite and the explosion could be felt fifteen miles away. <laughs> and she says at the end, it was very liberating. <laughs> I'm like just all the power to your sister. I'm going to look her up. I need to be friends with this woman. Because <laughs> most people I know just donate it to some charity. I threw mine into landfill. Oh, did you? Yeah. I just chucked it out. You know, last year when I got rid of a quarter of a ton of yeah. rubbish out of my house? Yeah. The wedding dress went. The wedding shoes went. And I didn't even... And it wasn't worth a lot. Like, because, no, they never are. Well, because I got mine made by this seamstress in Crow's Nest that everyone at the time would go to. And she lived, her name was Shirley, and she was like, she was a demon. She, you could give her about half a metre of fabric and she would make you three yes. items of clothing. She made a bridesmaid's dress for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she, so she passed away. I know. Yeah. Sad. sad. But you would go into her house and you would literally, you know how there's hoarders and you, there'll, there'll be a little path through the house. Yep. The little path through her house was around the edges of it were just off cuts of fabric and pins. You could never be in that house barefoot because there's just pins everywhere. That's like me when I go to a fancy um, homeware store. You just got to... Uh, no, I, I get anxiety. Because you're just like... Because I know I'm just going to knock everything over. And just one... My bag will hit that candle display and then I'll turn on my tips will hit those <laughs> ornamental crystals and then I'll have to bloody just hand over my credit card and <sighs> go and live in a, under a bridge somewhere. Because yeah. 
And they're always so snooty, those women they in are. the shop. And I'm thinking of the ones in Mossman. So the, I know that you're not all snooty, true no, true but... home for shop owners, but there's one in Warunga that's particularly oh, harrow- well, harrowing. Oh, well, um, My segue into Stand By Your Man, I just want to briefly touch upon, is... Pamela Anderson. <gasps> oh, yes. Can we? Yes. Okay, we're talking about this, people. Uh, Gird your loins. Mr. Morrison, who is our esteemed Prime Minister, says, Well, no, first of all, but next, I've had plenty of my mates who've asked me if they can be my special envoy to sort out the issue with Pamela Anderson. What sort of fucking moron would publicly say that? So... Okay, so misogyny and sexual harassment. So just going back to Pamela Anderson and, oh, yeah. of course, her support for Julianne Assange. Who the US has just announced that, well, not just announced, but it's come out that they they want to charge him. And so she's, you know, and apparently she has been involved as an activist with him for some time. Yes. And, but, you know, misogyny 101 is, it starts at comments like that. Yep. It starts at the smutty joke. It starts at the... You can imagine. Oh, all yep. my mates want to help on this one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll, go, I'll go and sort Pamela Anderson out. Yeah. Oh, can't you see Barnaby doing it? Oh, God. Oh. Anyway, I thought that was a kind of standby your man segue that we could have covered off. Because that, my friends, is smutty and unnecessary. 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 Do you know one of my? Um, I'm not. I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping everyone saw it last week. The exchange between I can't remember where the journo came from, but a journo asking him about why he wasn't going on the bus to Townsville or Rockhampton. Oh, and I was just like, I am going on the bus, but I can't go on the bus for that bit because I've got a meeting there, and I but and the bus won't get there fast enough. And it's like, so why have you got the bus? Because I'm going to be on the bus, but you're not going to be on the bus. You're going to be on a bus. Oh, it was, it was just, brilliant. It was it like. Oh, God, it was so good. It was brilliant. What's happening in your personal life, Kim? <sighs> so um, for those that haven't followed my story for ever, uh, I am adopted, and I found my birth parents about 25 years ago, 24 years ago. So, And we all just freakishly all live in the same area. So my birth father and his family live literally five minutes up the road, and my birth mother... And my half brother and all their and her family live uh, literally fifteen minutes down the road. So that's quite you know that's not normal, but what in my life really is. Uh, and uh, and I've actually had someone contact me and say they really want to they wanted to ask me about my experience. And so if there are people out there who are adopted and are thinking about finding their birth parents and they do want to talk about it, please get in contact with me. They can just message me on Instagram or send a message on Facebook and I'm very happy to have a, have a chat or an email exchange about what my experience has been. Because one of the things with this realm is, it is it's, every, it's different for every single person. And um, But anyway... And yours is a very happy sort of ending scenario. Yeah, So, but it hasn't been without its challenges and, it, and it's still not without its challenges in terms of things like... Me, me really wanting to have a relationship with with them, um, but then my sense of loyalty, to loyalty mom. and allegiance to mum, and that I don't ever want her to think that I'm yep. somehow diluting that. So that's a very, and particularly when I live with her, you can't dilute that with your mum. Oh Jesus, <laughs> it's like a concrete slurry. Um, and so uh, anyway, my birth grandmother, so Helen's mum Molly, passed away a couple of weeks ago. And on the weekend, on Saturday, they had um, the Molly Memorial. And And tell them about what Molly had. So Molly had always said that when she died, she did not want to wake. She didn't want people to be sad and, you know, just sort of mooching around. She wanted a party. So she had, you know, secreted away uh, in a battered old suitcase that she kept under her bed, $5,000 for the party for when she passed away. And that's just wonderful. I love it. And that's what Saturday was. I want to do that too. And and it was really, Grover said to me, is that that something you would, would you like us to have a party when you die? And I said, if all of the people who love me and who I've loved are in a room, boozing up and eating lots of food and laughing and crying, I will be very happy. So it was a pretty emotional afternoon. 
There was a few glasses of champagne, um, but it was truly wonderful. And one of the most wonderful parts of it was the fact that my birth parents were both there. So Len and his wife Sharon came along. And so there are photos of me and Helen and Len together. That's your mum and dad. Yeah. And I quite love it because Helen's, Helen's hashtagged them on hers, on her you know Instagram feed saying, teenage pro- promiscuity created this, <laughs> created this, um, created this beautiful, uh, this gorgeousness between us. Oh, and I'm like, oh God, are you going to cry now? Mm, I've been a bit teary all yeah. again. I've been a bit flat. Have you? Yeah. What's going on? Well, I'm. All weekend. Oh yes, you had gastro. No, we, it wasn't gastro because gastro goes on for a long time. It was yeah, just, yeah, It was a true twenty-four hour. Oh right, just um, in and out, both ends. So the young one goes down like a sack of shit. Seven o'clock Friday night. I'm up with him till five. Oh, so I'm not feeling great. Snatch a few hours, wake up at seven, and I start my own personal journey. Journey. Um, so that lasted all day Saturday, and so it just really I was like, oh, like. And I felt it yucky. Knocks a, it knocks a bit of the wind out of your sails yeah. when you get crook like that. Yeah, so it just it was a bit flat. Went to a, and I had, didn't eat for a long time because I couldn't. So I went to the in-laws last night and they made schnitzel and I made short work of that. And then my friend... How was it? Did it stay down? Yeah, yeah. It's Well, I hadn't eaten for 48 hours. Mm. Um, so incidental weight loss has been shifted quite quickly because then <laughs> Miss Berry bought me a Zinger burger over... She must have read my mind because I thought... <laughs> really hungry when king gets here i'm gonna suggest we go and get a pie or something yeah and then she just turned up like turned the, up with dirty bird the angel <laughs> the angel i felt like i just felt like we both met like you'd been you'd been sick i'd been just through this emotional roller coaster of a weekend it was just like we just need to do you sometimes wish that you didn't care so much mm, yeah this is a really good thing because I wasn't on uh, the Insta- Instagram, Instagram where yes. and I didn't read the news on the weekend, and I felt a bit lighter for it. I have to mm. say, yeah, um, there I is wish a I lot could to just be said march through life not caring. Yeah, wouldn't that be good? I know. I think uh, it's just, called narcissism, though, and that's not a nice trait. No, but there are some people that just that just sort of uh, are not into that part of the world like they're just dramatic part well just current affairs and politics and that sort of it's a bit like that like and so they just sort of come home and i'll go oh my god you don't believe it and you'll go oh yeah oh well tomorrow's a new day and you just go the the very core of civilization is at risk yeah and And they just go go, we're gonna go and trim trim the hedges and grow some roses and i'm like fuck i just wish i didn't care (laughs) yeah do you know what grovey said to me last night what do you ever wish that you could just slow time? Eleven. He's at I'm like, and after the weekend I've had, like, seriously, my brain just sort of went, <laughs> and I was like, where's that coming from, Grovey? Like, what, where's that? And he goes, I, I don't know. Just sometimes I just wish everything would just stop and let me catch my breath. Oh my goodness. Uh, can I just say that this kid, like, I mean, he has... I didn't remember feeling like that when I was 11. No. No. I was just wishing that fucking Santa Claus would hurry up and come. <laughs> Maybe that's actually... Well, I mean, he wouldn't be wanting time to slow down. I mean, he's over school at the moment. Well, he's so four over more weeks left. Four more weeks. Can you explain to me why in high school they've just had their exams last week and now they've got another four weeks? I don't know. Like, Jasper's just going to... I said, do you think you'll do any work in the next four weeks? And he said, no. No, ours is all a dance concert. Oh God, the concert! We're in the concerts. We're in the concert season. And even this morning, when I was doing Huffy Puffy with Mrs. Goodman, she said that she couldn't come to some fun thing that we're going to because she had to go and sit and watch her son like hold a stick and wave it around because it was a concert. Oh. And, like, and I know teachers out there, you want to show us all the wonderful things, but I know there's a lot of you who are just the same, are going fucking concert. Yeah. Like, uh, no, seriously, teachers, by this point of the year, I'm so happy for you to throw a bit of, you know, colouring in in front of the kid and just go, knock yourselves out. Yeah. I'll be over here in the corner. On Netflix. Yeah. 
Or listening to the podcasts that I haven't managed to get to for the and last telling, 12 months. Going, going into the staff room and telling everyone about the Hot Flash podcast and how it's yeah. likely to change your life. But why don't they, at this end of the year, why don't they now just do almost like vocational education stuff? Yeah. So let's just do a whole cooking program for the next four weeks. Mm. Let's do a whole woodworking program and then do stuff with the local community and get chippies to come in and show them how to, you know, build a drawer or build a tray. or Like, don't, kids would love that. Instead, they're just going to pretend work until the end of the year. Watch behind the news. That's what my teacher used to oh, always behind used to the news. BTN. Behind hey, the did news. you uh, have you been watching that? Um, not is it called Stop the Music? Is it called Start the Music? That thing with Guy Sebastian on no. ABC. So I've been desperately wanting to watch it, and I only watched one episode last night. And it's about music coming into a disadvantaged school and the and the difference it makes to the kids. And oh. Can I just say, it was not good to back up a weekend of crying and boozing to then just watch another show of crying. And you know what? I've been down the rabbit hole of watching, um, like, cat and dog videos on Facebook. Oh, sweet Jesus. You know, you can spend hours doing that. Or when they find a dog and the dog hasn't seen its owners for, like, two years. When the Marines come back from Afghanistan. Oh, no. to not I can give you advice don't get sucked down that rabbit hole of like them finding newborn kittens and they're stuck between two walls and yeah. there's a big chance they're not going to survive <laughs> speaking of kittens I've got a friend of mine Mrs Yates who's quite crazy yeah which is why we're friends of course so she's decided and it's kitten season springtime is kitten know. season she has 19 kittens at her house um what yes. 19 19 kittens she's fostering 19 kittens until they're six weeks old. Um, 19? 19. How do you even do that? How would you... Just... Is she sleeping at all? I'm not sure. She'd just be going bottles to those, bottles to those. No, no, they, she's got the mothers. Oh, the mothers. So the mothers came in pregnant. Yeah. Three. Oh, okay. So the mothers are... Okay, so she so hasn't got they're... orphans. She's no, got... no, no, no. Okay. But still, 19. 19. I'm not... I'm being banned to go. I know. Them. I was just going to say, what colours are they? They're black. <gasps> All of them? All of them. Oh, my God. There's, some have got white chests. But if anyone's after a kitten in the Sydney district, <laughs> let us know because my friend has got... Plenty. That's actually really good. That's a good call out, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I think Chewy needs a sister. Oh, God, Chewy would chew the sister. Oh, I know. Let's not talk Let's about... Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Uh, in uh, other news, professionally, I've changed agencies. I've been oh. with a lovely agency for a couple of years, and then I think you just got to keep yourself fresh, shake keep it up. Keep yourself fresh. Uh, so that starts off in the new year, and, of course, they are very interested in repping the podcast. So finally, oh. 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 we might be able to, like... Be like Mayor Friedman and make money. Oh my god! And say things. Are... I'm just shutting the door because Isabel Barber is barking at the wind. So if that occurs, dear listeners, we're going to have to say things like, um, "This podcast is brought to you by T- Libra ta- Tiny Tampons, <laughs> the tiniest tampons for the teeniest twats." Oh we'll have to god. write our own ads. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not reading a script. No. No. So... I mean, we can read a script, but it will be interspersed with. Our tidbits. <laughs> our special ways. Literally our tidbits. Um, I want to talk about, I had an email from a reader talking about she's beginning to get anxiety in shopping centres. Ah. Now this is a real... Go on. I think if you look up anxiety and where it happens a lot of the time, it happens in shopping centres. Why do you think it is? Uh, okay, and one crowd. It's becoming, yeah, she says it's becoming quite unmanageable. Crowds and multiple stimuli. So it's the lights, it's the signs, it's the... Yeah, it's the music and then it's competing music. So you're walking, you're walking along outside a number of shops. You're getting music coming from all of them. Mm. And then it's that barrage of people people, and what floor am I going to and and those... What is with... <laughs> Oh, we've got a clenched jaw here, people. It's so on the list. You know when you go into a shopping centre and you find the directory? Yep. And it says you're on level one. And now, and seeing as now they can't build, 
Seeing as now they seem to refuse to build a shopping centre that is literally like a square box and you just go up and down and there's a square and you can work it out. Now they have to build them on like sub-levels and, and, and mezzanines and, and we're just going to go off, you know, on a, on a 180 degree tangent over that way. And anyway, and so they go, yes, you're on level one, you need to go to level four. And then they give you that little red line to follow and you're just going, what? Where's the red line on the floor? What, what's that red line? So do I go, and you're looking at it going, so am I pointing in the right direction? No, I think I have to turn around and go on that. And meanwhile, like there's people queuing up behind you because they want to use it. So dear listener, yeah, I get it. I get and do you know too. what I reckon? Do you know what I reckon the solution is? Tell me. You just, you chunk it down. So instead of going, I've got to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, you go, today I'm getting X done. And that's it. Mm. And you go in and you do X. And then, or you could have your list, but you give yourself a conscious moment after the first one. Can I do this next task? Yeah. And if you can't, you can't. I know. And you go. And you come back. And if it means you go for half an hour every day, or you do an hour every second day, or you go over over two weekends, whatever. Yeah, I like to batch tasks. I only go when I've got like five things I have to do. And then you'll, but then you're, because you've, for you, because you've batched them, then you know, I've only got to do this today. Yeah. This is it. I'm going to go in. I don't love it. But I used to, when I was younger, Kim, I used to go shopping for fun. Yeah, I remember those days too. Like, let's go to the shops. Let's go have a look around the shops. Yeah. I can't imagine anything worse. I remember when that turned for me. When? Uh, the two big boys were little and we walked into Target and I had a side-by-side stroller for them both, but oh. we walked into Target at Warringah Mall and they literally both sprung out of the seats <laughs> like they were jack-in-the-boxes and they both headed off in different directions, oh. screaming in excitement that they were in the playground, which, of course, Target is not. And I found one of them in one of the beds... Like, and the little half, you know how they make them like little half? Yeah, you know, I found a mini bed! I'm in the mini bed! I'm a mini man! I'm in a mini bed! And I can't even remember where Oscar was. And I got them, when I finally hustled them back into the stroller, we just left <laughs> straight away. And I did not take them to shops for another six months. Yeah. Because it was just, I was so traumatized. I almost, and you know, I am not a hitter. I almost flogged the living daylights out of them there in public. I was so angry and so riled up. And that was probably the turning point for me of any feeling of enjoyment of going to shops. No, but you know when you were younger and you'd have money because you you just didn't have children suckling off your teats the whole time. Yeah, and you just go, oh, let's go let's go have some lunch then and then we'll go yeah. to that section and, yeah and i once went shopping with my sister-in-law for seven hours and we didn't buy anything <laughs> we just chopped like we just tried on tried on stuff and had lunch and so i i hope we've given you some sort of reason <sighs> as to why you might be suffering from anxiety in shopping centers darling girl and i'm sure you that you're probably not the only one because they are harrowing places and you know what it's worth thinking about the actual shopping center and if it's one particular one that really undoes you, don't go there. There's plenty of other places that will have the same shops that you need to go to yeah. that are there. Well, that's like me. I don't like going to Westfield and Chatswood. Yeah, that's a that's a terrible, terrible. So terrible. I go to Chatswood Chase and pay six times the price for everything because <laughs> they can also park your car there. <laughs> you um, it also has New Shanghai. It has New Shanghai and it's got Dirty Bird. Do you know, it does have Dirty Bird. Do you know, I almost bought us rainbow beef today. Oh. But it was a bit early. Gosh, tell me that now. I know. Um, so I've got all of my things. I'm being ticked off quite quickly. What have you got uh, to discuss this Okay. Week? Do you know, apparently, there's a sex recession. Oh, did you know that? No. Um, we're apparently in the middle of a sex recession. Now, this sex recession is not... <laughs> It's not in our it's not in our generation, let me tell you. Uh I think our recession happened in the eighties and it's never really been coming back. Um apparently young people are just not having sex anymore. I've heard that and they're not drinking and smoking either. Yeah. They're just they're just What are they doing? They're doing drugs. Oh well. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than going out and getting getting, you know. Yes, I'm actually looking here at the Atlantic. Why are young people having so little sex? Yeah. Despite the easing of taboos and the rise of the hookups, Americans are in the midst of a sex recession. 
So, do you know... Do you, it might be something to do with the fact that the world's gone super conservative. Yeah. And I think there are a lot... And there is actual, you know, evidence that the younger generations are a lot more conservative, which is interesting, which is interesting I think. Um, well, I went to a 16th birthday party a few weeks ago. Was, then, uh, was like, there nothing yeah, there was no conservative about that? There was no recession going on at that party, <laughs> let me tell you. God, I, won't, I won't go into it because... I'm still a bit shocked, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You're still a little... Yeah, I was like, oh, and then I was thinking, oh, I was probably doing the same thing at the same age. Yeah. 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 We just forget. The exhaustion of parenthood just makes you just forget that sort of stuff. Um, but having said that, I was listening to uh, Robbie and Wendy during the week, which I'm sure you were listening to, about I was. the rise of polygamy. Yeah. And so I think, what gives? <laughs> yeah, maybe they're not having as much sex, but they're sharing it around a bit more. Yeah. Hmm. There's also, I mean, and I think now that porn is so much more mainstream, it's a case of just give me a vibe and porn for 10 minutes and I'm done. Why am I going to go and spend 100 bucks at a bar and shag some guy that could give me some, you know, I could fall pregnant or end up with some disease or he could bloody, you know. Oh, but I was single. I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm. But do you know what is interesting is while there's apparently a sex recession. I mean, it's not rates... hard to get a route, let's be honest. It's not that hard to go and get a route. No. I mean, I would not have been out of the game for a long time. No. I'm No, it's it's not. Yeah. Well, especially with technology these days. Well, you know, if I could throw a leg over... It turns out that guys are quite partial that if, if there's a woman who's willing to have sex and she has a vagina and boobs, they're actually pretty happy. They don't actually really care much about the overall package. If you just have those working bits. It's nice, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, lovely. Um, but even though there might be a sex recession, all of the STDs are on the rise. So, so see, none of this makes any sense, Kim. I know. I don't understand it either. I think but syphilis is coming back. And do you know what I reckon? Syphilis? Yeah. Isn't that from, like, King Henry VIII to die? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know what I reckon? I reckon, I reckon uh, a certain president of, you know, the free world, I reckon he might have syphilis. Well, that would because make so he's insane. much Because sense. that's what happens when you get, like... In the latter stages of syphilis, yeah, you, you go, go mad. mad. Yeah. Write that in your show notes. I think you're on oh, something there. Yeah, yeah. For a producer, you should have actually had a bit more insight into that. I know. I should have probably done a bit more research. Syphilis. No, that's not even how you spell it. Syphilis, syphilis. trumps. Trumping syphilis. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, I know. I people uh, now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah, so apparently... Barnaby? Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't say that about a new father, should I? Mm. So yeah, gonorrhea and chlamydia on the rise. The claps on the rise. Have you got HPV? Uh, I think maybe I do. Everybody has HPV. Is that the one? So when I was having a baby, yeah, I had to have a cannula in with a no antibiotic so that it doesn't get transferred to the baby. No, that was a that was a particular staff or a particular. Staff strep that lives down there oh i think hpv is hi listeners <laughs> i forgot you guys were there <laughs> hpv is a human papilloma virus yeah no i don't have that which you get when you're sexually active with multiple partners and i think like 99.9 percent .9 of people have it and now and that's the thing that can turn into cervical cancer yeah which is why you have to get your pap smear and you know that and you know now that you only have to get your pap smear once every five years yes. because they've developed the stuff so well and then do you know that also um because i i researched this story for uh nightlife mm -hmm. with philip clark <coughs> excuse me uh but they reckon that in australia they will have uh, cervical cancer almost eliminated, virtually eliminated by 2022. That's, That's only fantastic. four years away. It's and amazing. it's because of perhaps it's because of the pap smear campaign. Yep. And it's because of the the HPV virus vaccination. So isn't that? I'm sorry. I think that is remarkable. They've basically eliminated it. Like it's it's 
And when they say eliminated, it means it's down to like less than four people in a hundred thousand. I think that's right. Less than four in a hundred thousand, maybe less than two in a hundred thousand. But I just think that that is absolutely amazing. And Australia is now actually being held up as a case study in terms of the public health campaign of the pap smear, of getting your pap smear done and then introducing the HP, uh, introducing the vaccine and starting that in girls and then starting it in boys. And it's going to, cause that's how, that's where it came from. Yeah. Or the majority of those cancers come from that, that strain. Well, I'm just trying to find the Australian statistics. Oh. This is why we need a producer. Yeah. But then we only really, but then we only really, I don't know. We only really sort of think about it once we've actually pressed record. So there's uh, 898 new cases of cervical di- uh, cancer diagnosed. Um, and, yeah, so they're saying that that is definitely coming down. It's also due to the uh, estimated deaths, cervical cancer. This is pleasant, isn't it? 258 <laughs> females will die this year of cervical cancer. If you look up, uh, if you go to the Cancer Council of New South Wales, they're the ones who did the research and it was in the, La- I think it was in the Lancet. So it's happening. It's really good. Okay, but that's not saying get your flaps smeared, ladies out there. <laughs> I'm going to change the pace now if that's all right. Yeah, change the pace. Let's okay, talk about I, stuff I, I'm going to spring one on you. Oh, yeah. And I want you to just go with me. Okay. <clears throat> oh, jeez. The other day I was walking past a mirror and yes. I looked at myself in a top that I thought was quite jaunté. Yes. And nice. Yes. And I looked at it and I went, the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> what am I thinking? Do you know how many moments I have that? Well, share one because I'm going to go and get this piece of Oh, can you? Yes, because I think you are going <laughs> to fucking die. But I do know that you do love a print. and so It's not a print. Oh, it's not a print. Wow. Okay. Tell them about one of yours. Oh, mine's every time I walk past something side on. Anytime I walk past something side on, no woman... Beyond the age of what, should we say, 40, should ever be photographed or videoed from their side. That's my decision, is I should never be photographed or videoed from my side. Oh, no. Oh, you... She's, it's missing with shoulders, people. What the fuck was I thinking? It's a linen tangerine... It's not tangerine, that's dog penis pink. Dog penis pink, country road, extra large, of course, with... What's, what do you call this? I know it's a particular hatred of yours. It is it? a particular hatred of mine. The cut-out shoulder. With a knot. And then it's got, at the, at the end of the sleeve, like, so down near your elbow, it's knotted as if, so it's like, so the sleeve is like two pieces, and then at the end of the sleeve, it knots together. Would you like that? No. <laughs> Can I give you that? <laughs> I do not want that. Was I smoking crack? That colour, no one could wear that colour. We'll take a photo. We'll put that up for you later on to show you. So, like, if it was black, I'd almost give it to you. Uh, those those shoulders are just, you know, they're a deal breaker. Can I tell you something? I just wanted to know. Wow. Okay. okay, what we want, I want people on the Facebook page to tell us about their biggest fashion faux pas. Fashion faux pas. Okay, we'll put that picture up and we'll start yeah. a discussion. Um, but I do have an uplifting piece of information. Yes, go on. From my friend, Mrs. Goodman. Yes. Who this week has just, last week when we were doing canteen, yes. which is both the hottest and coldest place in the world. Yes. We have to serve pies at 40 degree days. Yes. And, and then I have to put my face in the freezer. Yeah. To counteract the hot flushes. Yeah. Anyway, I said, you look very nice today, Mrs. Goodman. She says, thank you. She goes, I've decided, fuck it, I'm wearing sleeveless tops. Yeah, that was me last year. Yeah. But I can't do it again this year. Why not? I just can't. The fedubitas are huge. Can I just, can I... Can, I know you did the, the same thing last year. Teach you women out there. <laughs> Who cares? Mrs. Goodman has not worn sleeveless tops for 15 years. Yeah, no, I've never worn a sleeveless top as an adult. And why? Because I have really ugly upper arms. Who cares? Me. But you're not looking at you. Yeah, but I'm, Unless so I'm doing it you sideways. Why don't you wear my top that compromises, gives you... So the... I'm doing it as like, you know, a social service. And because I don't tan, like I don't go to the beach, and so I just have these white 
like hams that are just hanging off my See, shoulders. I don't think that they're hamish at all. And also, I look very... Um, so, you know how I just look like a dyke anyway? Nothing wrong with that. Quite actually, quite look like like looking like a dyke. Put fashion and sleeveless in the okay, show notes. Sleeveless. Sleeveless and syphilis. Uh, <laughs> That's what we've got so far. <laughs> <laughs> look lively, listeners. <laughs> we'll get to the good stuff soon. Oh, maybe I'll start being able to spell too. Jesus, what's going on with my brain? I don't think that haste or sleeveless. I had to yell out the other day to Mr. Wick. How do you spell sure? <laughs> As in by the seashore or I am sure? I am sure. Oh, and yes. for some reason, I just couldn't work it out. No. He's like, dude, you're a writer. I said, I don't know. S H A W? S H A W R? Sure. Anyway, it's a free thing. Um, yeah, so I really do struggle with the notion of sleeveless tops. I think that's a damn shame. Because I, I look very butch. I look very, because I've got a very short neck. So I've got a very you're short You're very neck. critical of yourself. Mm, yes. Why? But I do have Stop a, it. But I have a magical vagina and boobs yes, and bits. Yes, I know. So that sort of makes up for the fact I've got a very but short, you, fat neck and I've got really ugly arms. How time looking in the mirror and critiquing yourself? None. Well, then why do you care? <laughs> oh I'm going to fucking hit you in a minute. <laughs> I'm feeling quite ropeable. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to do a booze reviews. Oh. I've got something I wish to share. And it's quite controversial. Oh. Back after the break. Okay. And welcome back to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. And we've just done our first live booze reviews, which you mightn't have seen if you're not on Instagram. This week we are reviewing Gordon's Premium gin, Pink Gin and Soda. They come in a little bottle. They're very pretty. And it's berries with gin and soda. Very pretty pink drink. Um, first sip, I thought, mmm. Second sip, I thought, Mm. <laughs> and third sip, I thought it tasted like lolly water. It tastes like lolly water. It's one of those drinks that you know that you'd hammer a couple down and then it's going to taste exactly the same and look a lot worse coming Come back, back up. up. So anyway, I'm going to reach out to Dan Murphy's who's going to send us more booze to review. Um, it's for those sort of people like my friend um, Mrs. Jenkins who is fond of a pineapple cruiser. Oh. Or any of those Midori drinkers out there. Oh. Any of those sort of sweeter wow. palettes, passion pop perhaps. Oh. Actually actually my friend B, she's like a she's a sweet alcohol drinker. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be buying those again, but I'm more a I I, I don't mind a no, I prefer a bitter, like a Aperol Spritz. Or a Negroni or... I like a good old fashioned gin and tonic. Oh, well, a good gin and tonic. Well, is... this was gin, so I thought, uh, we'll give it that a That does not have any taste of gin. I would never have guessed there was gin It tastes gin like red skins. Yeah. It tastes like... Yeah, it does. Or really um, a bit like Ribena. Ribena and red skins. Yeah. Well, we're really selling it, aren't we? Yeah. So that's a no from us. At least we're honest. <laughs> Yeah. And that's not a paid paid review. But Can we I... will accept paid reviews and we will favour them if you pay us because that's... I have something that I I can want I, to bring can, in. I, I just mm. want to segue into a quick reader's question. Oh, by all means. Donna, who came on our last Woods World trip, yeah. who is my spirit animal in all things, everything. Yeah. She is so funny. Could we lobby to get wine on the PBS schedule as an essential medicine? It is well-known treatment of perimenopausal women with regular quantities of wine can in fact relieve symptoms by making us not give a rat's ass about whinging kids and asshole husbands. A lovely cold glass of wine can do wonders for a hot flush. This would mean it would be subsidised by the government's PBS schedule list of all things medicines available to be dispensed to patients at a government subsidised price. Genius. Donna, this is why more women need to be in power. <laughs> in government. <laughs> I can't think of one thing. That's wrong with that as a plan? No. no. Um, Not so, one thing. Uh, Alison has answered Donna. I was waiting for it. For hubby, I haven't read this, so I was waiting for hubby in his Sykes office when my bottle shop guy came in for his appointment. <laughs> he 
and I are having a deep and meaningful chat about books and Tasmania and black humour. When the site came out, he looked very confused, so I explained that the bottle shop guy was indeed my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I love people that read the Hot Flush and are on the page. If you haven't joined the Hot Flush Facebook page, it's a private group, but we'll oh, let, let anybody listeners. in. Yes. You guys are funny, honestly. You guys are awesome. Uh there is yes. one more, Aline, Aline Stevenson, thinking about wine. Why is, why is it alcohol doesn't have to have any nutritional analysis? Other beverages do, and they choose to put on low alcohol beer. Is it an indication of the power of the alcohol industry, or is it just an oversight? If you knew how many calories were in your drink, would it change your drinking habits? Well, I reckon in this Gordon's premium. Oh God. It does have, that does it have does. that. It's, Fatty McFadison fat full, full of sugar. <laughs> How much sugar in one bottle? Um, 25 grams? 40? 20. 20 grams of sugar. Yeah. So isn't that... Like How much Coke. is in a Coke? Like, is there 20 in Coke? I thought there was 14 in Coke. Know. I don't know, but anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um... Oh, so someone someone in our readers' comments was talking about mother teen relations. Oh, okay, let me find and that. And I think we've got a lot to at the very top. Kylie, how do I resolve the tension between a perimenopausal single mum, me, and an attitudinal fifteen-year-old son? It's a powder keg in our house at the moment. Join the fucking club, Kylie. I hear you. I'm going to let Kim take over this, and then I'll I'll share my thoughts with you. Ah. <laughs> uh, I touch wood have have done okay with the teenagers. Um, Yours are delightful, but I think the trick is doing something just with them, like and something nice, not like you know, go to the shopping. They're store. not like you know, come and do the Woolies grocery shop with me. Like actually, like and something out of the ordinary, so you break it up. <laughs> Sorry, just having another drink. She just had a drink of the. She just had a drink of the Gordons, and you got to. There's a bit of a clenched teeth and a squint of the eye to get it down. Uh, So I think it's something like, like going to the movies on Tight Ass Tuesday, or uh, or just yeah, going to getting a coffee before school one morning, like just going to your local. Okay, that sounds ideal. What if neither of you want to do that? Which is the boat that I am in. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. So. I kind of just be the adult and make you, them do it. You you kind of just got to roll with the punches. Yeah. I spend a lot of time doing deep breathing. Sometimes I shut the room and shut, shut my door and move the chest of drawers across. <laughs> put on meditation. Um, uh-huh. I've got one in year nine who is like black belting it at being a juvie at the moment. He is black belting. But everyone says to me, oh my God, you should be so, he's so wonderful and he's so nice. What a polite young man you've raised. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You can't be talking about the same kid, but apparently, and that gives me some comfort to know that he's not an asshole to anyone, just, you know, the one who gave him life. Yeah. Um, So I think if you have a partner, it's really good to be able to offload or a friend. Um, Yeah. I, I keep my boys super busy with sports. I find that's really helpful for getting rid of some of the, the uh, you know. So I had hormones. a, I had um, uh, it's I a big had problem a, though. It's a good I had a, I had a dad of one of um, Felix's friends who sort of really stepped in as a bit of a as as the male influence and as a bit of a guiding guiding hand. Um, yeah, but really interestingly. You know, Jasper's just hit 13. He's been 13 for three weeks. And the difference is like, in that three weeks of just becoming a teenager, it's like, what? The shoulders have slumped. Yep. The grunting has started. The... Yeah, it's normal. Just in three weeks. Normal. My little Mr. Perfect is showing signs of becoming a teenager. Oh. Though, mind you, he did just send me a screenshot of his maths results. Yeah. That's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty um, Yeah, I think to celebrate those milestones, like Horatio's been coming home with his results and he's just narrowing it at the moment, so I'm trying to focus on this. 
The only thing that we really do have in common is we like to watch that show all together now, which on a Sunday night, <laughs> which is very strange because it's a singing show. He kind of likes it, so we watch that together. Uh, we watch lots of footy together. He started cricket, but I just can't come at that. I can't sit at, come at sitting at the cricket ground all day. No. To watch him get a golden duck like he did yesterday. Poor thing got quacked <sighs> off. Quack, quack, quack. They all went when he got a duck. It was just not nice. Uh, but getting back to your oh. problem. This can be so cruel. Um, oh getting back God. to your problem is this too shall pass. Yep. Um, oh, Mr. Wood's home. Oh, he's going to be happy to see the little pigeon in the middle of the day. <laughs> this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Um, I, I don't know. Like, was I really lucky with Felix? I don't know. I guess I just kept really talking to him and going, this is not okay for you to talk to me. But I wouldn't do it in the heat of the moment. Like I'd actually, and I wouldn't call him on his actual, on the actual behavior. Like I would actually call him on the, I would actually say something like, um, I would actually say, oh, um, I've just noticed that you seem to have been pretty quiet lately. What's going on? Or can I help? So rather than just going, you're being a real shit, or yeah, I'm really sick, un- I'm really sick of you ignoring me. Yeah, that's I'd actually just go. Stuff. I'd actually just sort of go. You seem a bit down. Are you okay? Yeah, there's something going on. And also, all I found, and I find it with all of my boys, all of the big discussions happen when you're driving somewhere. Yeah. Not they don't do the face to face across the dinner table. It doesn't happen. It has to be like. You're watching a TV show yeah. and you'll have a little, or you're, you're doing something and they're just sort of, it, as soon as it becomes some sort of confronting. Yeah, but doesn't, I mean, it's not confronting to us. We're just having a normal conversation like humans, but to <laughs> teenagers, it's confronting. And, or even like really late at night, like Felix used to sometimes just come in and lie in my bed and offload. Yeah. So it's sort of creating those creating those spaces and times that work for them, which can be really hard when you're a single parent. Um, but then also just trying to do something nice that's just the two of you. Yeah. And then just that's what I did, mm. and it seemed to, to kind of well, work. Well, I'm in the, I'm in the thick of things as well, so I've got to remind myself that I'm actually the one with the life you're the experience. Adult. Yeah. I'm the grown up here, yeah. and by getting into a spat with him like a brother and sister might, yeah. it just does undoes so much good work that you could be doing. So yes. you are the grown up. I'm afraid you're going to have to step up. Yeah, which is hard. It's really hard. It's really hard because how many times do you just want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, but I had a really interesting conversation with my friend Marina about this the other day when her. And her daughter, and that she's, you know, she's the same age as Groby, so she's just on the cusp of that teenage hell zone. And she's really, you know, she's really struggling already. Yeah. And I'm just going, oh man, this is a long haul. This is like the next six it's years. Like they just wake up one morning and put on their sassy pants. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it can happen that quickly. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is that you have to make sure you look after yourself. You really, so really have to look after yourself. And like Miss Negative Self called Fat Neck over here, which I'm going to have a word to her when we get off the air about this. Um, you know, stop saying, oh, I'm a shit mum and this is all too difficult. Yeah, it's can't. not because we're all doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, And do you know what? Like none of us are intentionally, willfully being shit parents. No. All of us are just trying to do the best we can. And some days you have a good day and sometimes you have a really bad day. Well, you day. can have a really bad week. Or a really bad week. Do you know what? Oh, my God. Saying that, it's like when you have a newborn. Expect one bad time a day, one bad day a week. Yeah. And, you know, and then we can, as when they're older and they yeah. stink, you can just go and one bad week whenever they feel like it. Well, I've, I've stopped asking my kids to have a shower. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. No. Honestly, I just sort of, kids, you stink. Yeah, same. I just, I like routinely say to my children, when did you last have a shower? And they literally will just look skyward <laughs> and just sort of go, and then sort of giggle and go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Stop asking like, them to they are, they are battles that are just not worth fighting. No. Yeah. I the agree. battles worth fighting are the ones that are checking in and checking that their mental health is okay. It's the most important thing that you can and do. And that they're feeling connected to the world. Um, if they're feeling isolated on the or alone or they're getting bull- that's all that matters. 
teeth cleaning, deodorizing, personal hygiene, just don't worry about it. The minute they find someone that they're interested in, it all sorts itself out. Once they discover girls or boys. Yes. The girls don't seem to be as gross as boys. Oh no, I've had I've got some friends who have girls who are festy. Really? Festy. Because don't forget, like, you know, we menstruate. And so, you know, and they're dealing with girls that just don't shower and, you know. Okay. Yeah. No. Mm. Maybe it's a good thing we don't have girls, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder if Sometimes I had a daughter. Sometimes I wonder if I, I know. <laughs> if I'd have had a daughter, what would she be like? Okay. Moving on. Hope that's uh, some of your questions. One of, the, one of you gorgeous creatures raised the question about contraception. And what should you do? Should you just get your tubes tied or, you know, get the get the whole caper removed? Uh, this is a scary story, my friend. So many people I know just go, get a marina. Get a marina. And I just, there's no way in hell I was I'm getting not, one. I'm not adding any hormones to it. You've already <laughs> and once, once your psychiatrist says to you, there's a very minuscule <laughs> amount of progesterone in it, but I'd be very <laughs> reticent for you to do anything to add more to your body. Uh, you just go, no, thank you. So I went to see a gyno to say I want my tubes tied and he basically tried to bully me into getting a marina. And then I finally said, no, this is what I want. And uh, and then um, Rob ended up getting a snip, so it was fine. Um, but... Rob ended up getting the snip. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, your ex ended up getting the snip. No, Rob did. Oh, yeah. For you? Yeah. Oh, that's true, love. He was like, that's really major invasive surgery if you do that. I just have, I just go in and have a little, you know. Can, can you ever talk to Mr. Woog? Oh, I know. I'm, I have opinions about Mr. Woog not doing that. Yes. Yes. Any man not doing that. Ridiculous. He says it um, hurt. Oh. Says the man that falls off bikes riding down tracks and grazing half his arm off. God. I'll tell you what hurts. Yeah. Pregnancy and pushing the fuck out. Anyway, a friend said to me the other day, she sent me a message and she said, do you know, actually I should read, she said, uh, do you know what the, what the, uh, what the rates are for women over 40 falling pregnant? And I just went, uh, she said, do you know what the likelihood of a woman over the age of 40 getting pregnant is? Naturally? Yeah. And she sent, she then sent me a little, Spiel, right? Miscarriages skyrocket, fifty-three percent of miscarriage by fifty uh, by forty-five. Chance of falling pregnant over the age of by forty-three, a woman's chance of falling pregnant plummets to one or two percent. I, I still wouldn't risk it. So she's forty-eight and pregnant, and I. This was my response. What the actual <laughs> fuck? Yes, spaced out in capital letters. And <laughs> she's she wrote like, that. And I said, she goes, I'm fucking 48. And I went, are you? Because I thought she was like my, I thought she was 45. Like, you know, there's not much in it. But and she goes, yes. And I go, geez, you're old. And she goes, <laughs> and she's like back in caps. I'm ancient. My eggs use walkers. <laughs> How far along is she? Oh, a minute, a minute. And, um, and I said, uh, and then I said, what the fuck are you going to do? Or is that insensitive? And she said, dude, what the fuck? What do you think I'm going to do? She said, I've already had the state required counselling, which was just such a joke. I'll write about that one day when I'm less hysterical. And then anyway. Has she got kids? She's got four boys. Oh, God. And her youngest is the same age as Grody. Oh, dear Lord. Kids. I can't imagine having a baby at like... Imagine if I had a baby now. Oh, I'd love you to. I know. Everyone, all of my friends go, oh, my God, we'd all have a baby. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have one. No, That's no. No, we'd all, as in, like, the yeah, baby would be. It would be a concubine situation. <laughs> yes. It so would. All their mums. It would be, like, this sea of mums. Yeah. Anyway, so she's, um, yeah, she's doing, you know, she's not having it. But the, actually, and a friend of hers is a doc, is a GP, and she actually thinks just whatever the hormone reading was, yeah. she said, I, it's, I think it actually hasn't taken. Yeah. It, you're probably going to, not you know. viable. But she did say that she's got to get the tablet, you know, she's got to take the tablet. And she said, she said, uh, I'm going to take the pill and the subsequent flood schedule is for the 29th. I'll call him, I'll call out sick and bleed all over his bathroom. That'll teach him. Oh, 
And I'm sorry 48. if that's made anyone upset of I know. who are trying for babies. I know. So that is one person's... One uh, person's journey, journey, one person's experience. She has her family. She has her, you know, and at 48, when you have a 1% to 2% chance of falling pregnant and well, you don't want to fall pregnant... Well, because my, my cycle is a bit up in the air these days. Yes, you know? it's all a little potluck, isn't yes, it? Yes, and so I do uh, occasionally have to buy a pregnancy stick. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I can't... That, like, like, I'm very, very careful, but just... You just don't know. Girls. Those fuckers can swim. You just don't know, girls. <laughs> you just don't know. So, mm, look, I don't know. What do you reckon? I would, I... I... She, 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 like, I, personally, I couldn't go back to the beginning again. No, no, like in terms of contraception. Oh, uh, get, after that story, <laughs> I'm getting the thing taken out. <laughs> Tube's tied. It's quite interesting how they do it these days. It's like a little coil. They put the little coil in it and it then just... But what are your thoughts on just getting a hysterectomy? Well, I mean, that's something that I'm toying with the idea of. Yeah, but uh, I guess... I mean, I, I, have no, I have no real reason, apart from the fact I'm just so bored with getting my period, that I'm like, can we just stop now? I get backaches, I get crabbiness. Um, oh, yeah. I get, like, Niagara Falls. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot I could go into right now, but I'm not sure if people are eating at the moment. But it's not fun. Um, talk to you. You need to go and see your gyno. And you need a gyno who's not going to push you into one option or another. You want them to sit there and go, okay, option A, marina. Option B, tubes tied. Option C, hysterectomy. Give me the pros one. and cons. Yep. Give me the pros and cons. But you make yeah. the decision. Yeah, that's right. So I think a lot of the times with doctors, they do sort of bully you into something that you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I went to the GP and said I wanted a breast reduction, um, and they said you just need to lose weight. Oh, that's nice. So I changed my GP. Yes. Lost the weight. Yes. Lost it everywhere except for... Except for the boobs. The, the boobs. So <laughs> that's something I'm going to... Look into again next year. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. It's just the back. And, you know, I'm scrunched up over yeah. the, the computer board all day. And my neck and my headaches and everything. Yeah. It's just not one centimetre came off the boobs. No. I lost 25 kilos once and not a, not a centimetre off my boobs. Still exactly the Such same a size. Tra- travesty. It's like, what the? what's that all about? And you, let's catch up with your... Uh, Relation with your body last time you were having a fight with it. Oh. Yeah, was I? Yes. You were I was eating a un- lot. Deeply unhappy. Yes, I was eating a lot. your body. So I was eating a lot because I think I saw you about two weeks before I did actually have my period. So that maintained itself until I had it. And then I've, and then I've sort of come good. Good. Yeah, I've come. I, it's not too bad. So the moment I'm just focusing on like sort of calorie intake and just trying to get that down. I couldn't be that if I could cook brownies like you. <laughs> oh, I just, now I've got a whole new and audience. We have had KFC and sugar drink. And yeah. You've had one of those chai things that you think is healthy, but it's not. I oh, know it's not healthy, but I just keep telling myself, you know, it hasn't got sugar in it. Oh, I just love food too much. And with Christmas coming around the I corner. I love food too much. And do you know, we were talking about this the other day and I was just like, Hunger has nothing to do with food for me. Like, and then Rob said to me, I don't think I've been hungry since I moved to Sydney. <laughs> well, I said to my friend, Mrs. O'Neill, I said, come here, I've got a pair of jeans that I think would fit you, would look nice on you. And she goes, oh, they don't, don't fit anymore. And I said, no. And she goes, oh, are they too big? And I was like, no, they're too small. <laughs> I have been in a good paddock. You've been in a good paddock. I have been in a good paddock. I haven't denied myself very much, I must say. Hey, um, another reader brought up, another listener brought up smoking in their 40s. Their oh, husband has started smoking. What a stupid thing to do. <laughs> and as someone who has struggled with cigarettes Day and night. whole life, you know, to give up is so hard. Why the hell would you start smoking? But then someone when else said... 40. But then someone else responded and said that, it's, that cigarettes are a gateway drug to marijuana. Well, duh. Well, are they? No, I think I marijuana think so. would be heaps cheaper. I think than marijuana is a standalone. Uh, it's a standalone event. No, no, it's just... cigarettes are just stupidity. They cost forty dollars a packet. Jesus. Um, so if you're smoking a lot, that adds up. But do you know what? Like a segue from this is my a friend Marina. She was smoked when she was a kid. Does Marina have a Marina? 
Oh. Oh, no, she might. Please find out. I'll find out. Okay. Uh, and she smoked as a, you know, young person. And now, obviously doesn't, and is now super fit. Like, Bronwyn and I almost disown her every week because she does a little workout every morning and she's just, she's 50 and she looks 30. And Bronwyn and I shove food in our mouths and drink, drink, and margaritas. drink our margaritas and just go, I don't understand, it's so unfair. <laughs> um, and she's just like, yeah, if I get to, I think she said she got to 70. If I get to 70, I'm smoking again. And I was like, I think oh. there'll be $8,000 a packet by that stage. <laughs> That'd probably be illegal. And it's just sort of like, oh my God, yeah, think about that. Like, because my aunt has just had major surgery. She has really bad arthritis in her neck. She's had to have like ne- a terrible, really invasive surgery to fuse her, you know. And the surgeons and stuff were telling her that she needed to lose weight. And I'm like, she's 80. If someone tells me to lose weight at 80, I'm going to... I'm going to eat a chocolate cake in front of them. Yeah. I'm going to kick him in the ghoulies. Like, it's just like, fuck off. I'm 80. I think once you hit 80, you're good to go. Oh. Give me all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I want gin on my cereal. I might uh, I might try illegal drugs then. Because then if I go batshit crazy, then it doesn't matter. I would be that person that took the bad one. Oh, same. That's, that's why I've never done it. I'm convinced I'd get the... When we were in high school, I was like, no, I'll be the one that gets one laced with Ajax. <laughs> and you'll be on the front page of the paper. Yeah. Oh. North Shore private school girl found dead in gutter in like, you know, outside the Green Gate. <laughs> I'm sure there's a headline like that. They're floating around somewhere. Oh, somewhere. Anyway, I think with that, I think we've sort of covered off everything we've had. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Um, we are going to be in negotiations. Which yes. is a French word for negotiations. <laughs> it actually um, took me a beat to sort of go, negotiations. Um, into where the hot flush is heading in 2019. But I tell you oh. what, it's, it's sticking around. In what form it looks like, we don't know, but we are planning tours. This won't be the last one of the year. I, I think we think. need a Spiegel tent. A Spiegel tent? Yes. What's that? So that's like a tent. But it's they always have really avant garde like shows in them and they're and they're sort of like music and who are we gonna, it's all who a little are we bit gonna get to get to do that? I don't know. <laughs> are you suggesting we set up a Spiegel tent? <laughs> we could call it the oh, we could call a, it the red tent for I, all of them <laughs> and you can only come you can only come to a live event if you've won your rag. And I could do a fashion parade featuring all my hideous clothes that I buy when I'm of not sound mind. That top. Shut up. Sweet I'm Jesus. Going to make you wear it. Thanks for joining us this week. <laughs> I'll see you in a fortnight. And as they like to say, just keep plucking. <laughs>